I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the WrestlePlug podcast. It's time for your weekly, bi-weekly, it's monthly at this point, isn't it, to be honest, where it's so bloody boring. The monthly state of wrestling address, this is where myself, Aaron Nix, and a wonderful co-host, which is normally the same person, thankfully, we discuss all of the top news topics from wrestling that are going around. And there's a lot to discuss this week, as you guys will know. Everything has been moving around. There's been seismic shifts in terms of WWE. And of course, I can't talk about it by myself. I mean, I could, but it's just not nearly as entertaining. And it's time to spend some time with your favorite Canadian, the Maple Leaf magician himself, the Duke of Diabetes, the king of Canadian Strong Style 2.0, after, of course, the Iron Man. He wouldn't be able to go 60 minutes, but I can guarantee you he can't go 60 minutes without his insulin. He is, of course, Kyle Wilkinson. I could, but I might die. Let's not have any of that, shall we? Right, let's get right into it. Wasting very little time. This is what everyone wants to hear about. WWE have made a shit ton of releases again. It's time for... What? No way. Monthly releases now is what it's becoming. It's actually becoming quite alarming. This might be the most seismic shift, I think, in terms of releases they've had so far. Yes. Of course. WWE has released more superstars, including Lana, Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Wright, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy. Poor Murphy. The news was first reported by Fight for Select, with WWE confirming the releases of its on its website, excuse me, writing that WWE has come to terms on the release of all the aforementioned talents. We wish them well in their future endeavors. They've been future endeavored. Now, obviously, the ones that really jump out to me are Alistair Black, which I kind of felt was coming, but was a little bit surprising considering that he had just re-debuted with the new gimmick two weeks ago on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And Braun. Strowman. Now, just before we get into it, um, Braun Strowman is obviously the biggest release here. However, um, I believe it's PW Insider and also Fightful have also noted that Braun Strowman had recently signed a quite lucrative deal with WWE where he would be earning north of $1 million per year up until 2023 when his contract was due to be extended. And Actual legitimate budget cuts uh, aside, that looks like WWE were looking to kind of get out of that contract. And the best way to do that was to just out and out release him. So Braun Strowman, that might be the reason why that was such an earth shattering release. What are your thoughts on all these releases, bud? I mean, Braun Strowman was in the main event of WrestleMania Backlash not three weeks ago. And I mean, if Braun Strowman can get released because Vince McMahon doesn't think he needs another big guy because he has Omos now. He has General Aziz. He's like, oh, I guess I don't need this guy that we've built from the ground up anymore. That's like, we all know I'm not the biggest Braun Strowman fan, but he wasn't out of here. (laughs) I know. Right. But he was entertaining at some points. Like we think back at 2017, him and Roman Reigns tore it up every week. That was the best then he started bullying Kevin Owens, and that's when I'm like, no, fuck that guy. Fucking threw him in a porta potty and threw him off the cage. Stupid. Hated it. But I mean, it's still incredible, man. Buddy Murphy, Brian Shame, incredible athlete. They just booking failed them. Booking failed almost everyone on this list. Um, Ruby Riot's another one, and all the women have been just tweeting and saying how incredible she was. That's heartbreaking. 
and heartwarming at the same time. You just, you hope they realize that was a mistake because it is. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Lana, I mean, give her credit where credit's due. She got much better than she was. I always Absolutely. felt like Lana was inevitable. As soon as Rusev went, I always felt that yeah. it was just a matter of time for Lana. And I, I feel less, I know it sounds horrible, but I feel less bad for someone like Lana because a lot of the money she can make from, you know, her modeling or acting and things of that nature is not really tied to WWE anyway. So I feel like she's one of those people who will be probably just fine, to be honest, without WWE, if not better off in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think she might show up on Dynamite sooner or later. Do, do I want AEW to take all these cast-offs? No, but they've been doing a damn good job of it lately. But Yeah. Yeah, this is backed up also with the news. Uh, it's just rumors right now. I haven't seen anything confirmed, but apparently there is a strong suggestion Angel Garza, Liv Morgan, Keith Lee, and Umberto Carrillo will be next. Um, if they release Keith Lee, I'm never watching again. You say I mean, that. But we'll drag you back in for a pay-per-view review. You just know we will. Um, Angel Garza, I think, is another one. Bookings failed. Like, he is so incredible. Like, I think he's got a great character. He's got a great look. Very handsome gentleman. Well, Vince is really high on him. That's what I keep hearing. Vince is quite high on him. I don't know how much of a... Um, how legitimate this is. That was a message that was sent to me earlier by one of our fans. I have seen it going around. And I know that Keith Lee has had quite a lot to say and i imagine keith lee is going to have a lot more to say if he does get released in mm. terms of his mental health and what's going on because keith lee hasn't been on tv for months now he seems to have just disappeared there was no insinuation of an injury or anything of that nature um everything's going on with wwe at the moment you know uh, i believe it's nick khan uh, you know he's kind of taken control of a lot of what's going on uh, in wwe going forward obviously selling the p the network to peacock um there's been a big big shift over covid and one of the big things i keep hearing is that wwe has realized that they can operate on far less cost now Personally, I do think that, you know, people are going to say how horrible of them to cut anyone at any time, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, operating cost-wise, you can't sit there and genuinely say as a wrestling fan or as anyone who knows even the slightest thing about wrestling, that WWE shouldn't have cut staff at some point or another because their roster is ludicrously bloated. They don't have room for all these people. Santana Garrett is unfortunate, but I mean, come on, look at the strength of the women's division and NXT. She's not going to get a look in anytime soon. If anything, she'll probably benefit from this. She'll have an opportunity to work. AEW, for instance, would be absolutely stupid not to pick up Santana Garrett. I'm not going to be one of these people who immediately says AEW and post the classic gif of Cody because I just think it's ludicrous at this point. I think their roster is bloated. However, their women's division is sorely lacking depth and talent. And ring generals, Serena D versus Santana Garrett, for me, automatically gets eyeballs on your women's product more. That's a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, because that's what people are now going to say. Where do these people go from here? There are, it's always a, a two-fold reaction. First of all, we all hate WWE. Let's shit on them some more. And then, of course we then say, right, where are these talents going to go? What are they going to do? Where would they best well be fit? You know, instead of actually just saying, hey, how about we actually see where the talents want to go and be happy for them that they get to continue to apply their trade? Just an idea. I, th I think we said it last year on the first Black Thursday or whatever day it was, that it was like, A, how many do we know at, or didn't ask for their release? 
because they might have, because they felt stagnant or whatever. But the this is the most, ex, I don't want to say exciting, but it kind of is time for wrestling because there are so many different companies. There is no shortage of work for these people. Like the smaller independent scenes, wherever they may be. But again, you've got New Japan, you've got AEW, you've got Impact. I think a lot should go to Impact. I think that'd be great. But there is so much, even Ring of Honor. There are so many choices now that it's not a, while it sucks to be let go, it's not a detriment to their career or, you know, any sort of lifestyle they've become accustomed to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. If you guys want us to release separate YouTube content and stuff, because obviously the majority of this is audio, but there is some of this available to our video audience. And if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, you can check out the entire podcast via obviously any audio podcasting platform that you choose, uh, including Spotify, Podbean, or and Chat, as you know, the, you know the score at this point. But I will say one thing. I'd be amazed if AEW doesn't pick up all three women. That'd be ridiculous. You know, they have got an incredibly weak and an incredibly yes. uh, lackluster women's division through no fault of the women themselves. There just isn't enough talent there. And I'd be astonished with the fact that they're willing to bloat their roster with so many ludicrous factions and over the top, um, overhyped and frankly, very underwhelming um, talents, you know, from the indies. The fact that they haven't gone out and, you know, really looked at some of these more special women's talents speaks volumes about the fact they still don't care enough. And you've got Britt Baker now as your women's champion. She certainly is somebody who can move the needle in the right direction for the North American market. Now you need to bolster that. Someone like Ruby Wright coming in as Heidi Lovelace, I believe her name is on the Indies. Perfect. Perfect opponent immediately. Big star matchup right there. Santana Garrett, great worker. Can go in there, work with Serena Deeb, the NWA champion. There's so much stuff going on there. And, man, it would be very weird to see Braun Strowman rock up in AEW. Especially considering he shit out indie stars last year. Yeah. And also, Braun Strowman just felt like a WWE lifer. I think that's why it hurt more. Alistair Black, I'm not surprised by. I'm just amazed at the timing, considering they went through all of that. And I actually love the new gimmick. I love the new look. And I thought, you know, and he's in whopper shape. Of all the times to release him, now seems ludicrous and literally the official status from WWE is budget cuts. And people are saying, oh, you've got more money than Earth. Well, to be fair, you don't make more money by keeping everybody. You make more money by cutting even more people. What it means is they want a bigger budget. So when people say budget cuts, the idea is they just want more money. They just want more income. And I actually do believe that we are now starting to see the slow, very slow decline of Vince McMahon as a front and center executive and owner of WWE. I do think these are the first little bits of, um, he's like laying the groundwork, so to speak, to kind of slowly, you know, retract himself from the product a little bit and mm -hmm. from the full-time storytelling commitments of that. And the ironic thing is that might actually end up benefiting this program because the kind of tie-in news with this is the fact that Raw actually had its lowest ever rating in um, TV history, I believe, or at least in terms of USA this week. Yeah, Something but that around. happens like almost every other week at this point. Like, yeah, oh, this... oh, lowest rating since this time. Oh, wait, lowest rating since this time. Well, this was quite a considerable drop. I believe it was around one45 like I think the, hour three was like 1.1. 1 .1. Like yeah, there was barely over a million people. That's impact numbers from when they were TNA. You know, mm -hmm. firstly, not impact. That's that's not good. Raw has been on a decline, and it doesn't look like they really care about making it any better. And it's kind of sad because right at the front and center of that is Drew McIntyre, who 
is fantastic. We all love Drew, but he's being so overexposed and oversaturated to the audience to the point now where nobody cares. And that's a real shame. And once again, it's him versus Bobby Lashley. And, you know, there was a little bit of interest with Kofi Kingston possibly being the next guy and they, they kind of pulled that away. So, but yeah, the, um, I'll tell you what, if those, if those rumors are to be true and Liv Morgan, especially for me, I, I, I feel like they dropped the ball massively with her. It looks to me, like they have singled out and isolated a large amount of main event talents, people like Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Bianca, Belair, you know, those kind of people. And they've mm-hmm. said uh, on the women's side, at least, and then on the men's side, you've got guys like Drew and Bobby Lashley and, you know, people of that nature. I think they've decided, right, you guys are kind of like the creme de la creme. You guys are, you know, our marquee stars. Everyone else is expendable. Literally everyone else is expendable. And, you know, it's... Um, I mean, it's kind of good in one sense that at least NXT has pretty much remained untouched. A few people have been released. I think Vanessa Bourne was a little bit of a loss, but with debt for their women's division, they won't recognize that. Um, And it feels like NXT has kind of handled things just that little bit better. But yeah, it is disappointing. Any final words, mate, on the releases? Well, I just hope, you know, all these people find work quickly. I know the whole 90-day no-compete or whatever, but... I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to think that you know Vince not being in charge anymore. If that's what's going to happen, there was rumors going around. I think I saw online somewhere, you know, WWE considering selling just to NBC overall, which I think is insane. I don't think Vince McMahon would ever do that. But you know, if he's on the way out, you never know, right? It's uh, the last couple of years have been very interesting. So, especially in wrestling, who the fuck knows? Yeah, moving on. SummerSlam is going to be in a matter of months, isn't it? Man, it's normally around the kind of August Biggest party of the summer. Yeah, Um, and there's just one name that keeps popping up on everybody's uh, data sheets and one, and that is the Beast Brock Lesnar, who is rumoured to be making a return. It's just a rumour. There's also large rumours that we might have John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and Cardi B might be the host of SummerSlam. Um, now, I know, I know, that's not great for the average person like us. However, just like Bad Bunny, we were kind of She's a bit like popular that. as hell. Yeah, she brings in a lot of eyeballs. And SummerSlam will see a return of fans as well for the first major mm-hmm. pay-per-view since COVID broke out. This could be their opportunity. And they're obviously eyeing this up. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, actually, because the podcast in question, Matt Men, is, as far as I know, not one that's privy to any particular sources or knowledge. Um, my apologies, my camera's gone a bit funky, ladies and gentlemen, so I'll let Carl Wilkinson take over on this. What do you think about Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Cardi B, them really stacking up SummerSlam as the big, big event for this year? I mean, Cardi B, I don't care. Like, you know, she's an incredibly popular musician, not my style, but, you know, like you say, like Bad Bunny, it'll bring eyes to the product fine uh i think john cena roman reigns is a money match like we had the bit i think it was no mercy in 2017 and it was you know kind of eh, it was there but with roman's character now with how long cena's been gone i think people might actually be a little happy to see him kind of like the 2008 royal rumble when he came out at number 30 and they're all like yo fuck yeah it's john cena and then two seconds later oh shit wait we hate that guy <laughs> fuck that guy i think either way i think their promos would be incredible now because they had really good back and forth back before no mercy that year 
you know, Cena saying, I could do this better part-time than you can full-time. That's why I had to come back, blah, blah, blah. That was fucking sick. I think that would be incredible. But on the Raw side, I would love to see Braun, or Braun Strowman, sorry, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I can't do it. His, his hands got my heart. A love-hate relationship. <laughs> but we've wanted to see Lashley and Lesnar since Bobby Lashley came back. Yeah. And it's always been kind of flirted around, never been realized. But again, I think Lashley's on the run of his career, not just because he's WWE champion, that helps though, but he's doing incredible work. His matches have been really good. And him and Lesnar could have an incredibly MMA-based match because they are both professional fighters. They could put a lot of that into their wrestling. I don't know how willing Brock would be to do that because we all know he has to be really into the guy he's working with to make him look good. You know, look at Brian, look at AJ Styles at Survivor Series. But I think that's another big money match. That is a he- that's a WrestleMania headliner. And if they're going to give us that SummerSlam, I'm all for it. Yeah, there's not much else I can really add to it. I, it's about time. Just pull the trigger. I, it wouldn't surprise me, actually, if that's why they kept the WWE title on Bobby Lashley and will continue to do so to SummerSlam. Um, I think you have... Uh, two very, very big money matchups there, actually. And I think if you can put on SummerSlam John Cena versus Roman Reigns on one side for the Universal Championship and Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley on the other side for the WWE tar, forget about it. That's money. doesn't matter about how many angry, um, salty fuckboys from AEW don't like WWE and refuse to watch it for whatever reason. That will bring in a huge audience, especially with the use of someone like Cardi B. I'm not personally a fan, but I'm not going to sit here and be arrogant enough to recognize that a lot of young generational millennials or whatever you might want to call them, the younger sort of generation, they're going to definitely want to see someone like that. And it's going to draw in a lot of eyeballs as did bad bunny who made a lot of money for WWE via merchandise. And when people say, you know, Oh, WWE obviously are struggling for money and things like that. They're just not, they make an astonishing amount of money from video games, from internet, um, you know, kind of audiences and obviously YouTube money and everything that goes with that. They have billions of views, you know, across the social media demographics. This is the modern age. You don't make your money by having an extra 0.2 on your rating on TV. Ratings genuinely don't matter that much. What does matter is mostly digital revenue in this day and age and WWE still completely dominates that format and will continue to do so for a long time, regardless of whether AEW is the better product or not, which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Me personally, I think Impact is actually probably, I would argue, the most solid product outside of uh, NXT. That's just my personal opinion, but hey, what do I know? I'm just one of 10 people that apparently still watches it. Um, So quick little news before we delve into some other subjects. Uh, Volta is scheduled to return on NXT UK next week, which I'm quite excited about because he is, Uh, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world. The big man! (laughs) It's Volta versus Roman Reigns has money, by the way, written all over it. All over it. And as long as they have talents like Volta, I'm always going to watch WWE and specifically NXT UK, regardless of what people think of it. Um... Yeah, this will be Volta's first NXT UK appearance since retaining his title over Rampage Brown on the NXT UK prelude show, the prelude show, prelude show, excuse me, that was on um, just before WrestleMania 37 week. Um, yeah, the leader of the Imperium spent some time in the main NXT brand in the United States to build to his win over Tommaso Ciampa. 
Uh, he's also appeared in recent Imperium vignettes. I don't know if you've seen these on NXT, which I'm quite excited about. He's been kind of, because they kicked out Alexander Wolfe, who unfortunately was also released uh, recently as well, which was, I think, a big shame. Um, some more on Alexander Wolfe in a moment, by the way. Um, but yeah, next week's NXT UK show will be headlined by Mako Satsumura challenging NXT UK Women's Champion Kate Lee Ray, who has been NXT UK Women's Champion for 683 days going into that match um, okay, that's, that's almost two straight years that's wild isn't it that's absolutely wild uh, and also um this week also saw jordan devlin return much to the annoyance of a lot of people especially as he was chatting to sid scarlow somebody else who was also allegedly had allegations thrown against him um devlin asked scarlow if he'd received an email he sent stating that he now wants his own private dressing room a mustang to drive him around him and an appearance on noam dar's supernova sessions talk show so he can get some things off his chest so he's obviously going to be a heel because nobody asks for a personal mustang unless they're gonna be a heel uh so i'd be interested to see what they're gonna do with devlin however it does look like they are really ramping up nxt uk again the return of volta the return of jordan devlin you've got mako satamora there um uh, you know not everybody is going to be to everyone's cup of tea but i will say one thing rather briefly you really should be watching this if you're a proper wrestling fan and you're tired of the main roster nonsense because it's an hour it's an hour a week and more often than not they have world-class women's wrestling nxt uk women's roster is fucking phenomenal bobby tide aka stevie turner Mako satamora kaylee ray Eva valkyrie millie mckenzie stacked mate absolutely stacked people need to pay attention to this and it's only going to get better the more that these british independent talents decide to make the jump to this brand and i think it deserves a lot more respect than it actually gets i mean it's got tyler Bate as a heritage cup champ i'm a big fan of that because i love the big strong boy did he beat a kid for it uh yeah as far as i know I haven't been paying attention enough. My apologies. For that. I've just gone on this spiel about how everyone should pay attention <laughs> to it. And then I'm like, who's the Heritage Cup champion? It's been I a busy it, couple of weeks. <laughs> I think it I think it was two or three weeks ago, but yeah, big strong boy, dude. Yes, yeah. I mean Trent Seven. Um, and loads of genuinely good salt of the earth guys like Nathan Fraser and um, you know, it's just loads of different guys running around who have the opportunity to be. And also, of course, pretty deadly your tag team champions who are fantastic. Love those two boys, Lewis Howley and Sam Stoker. Those guys and those girls shouldn't be thrown under the bus for the minimum, the minimal amount of idiots who have done things that they have. Um, so that's that. Um sticking with that, did you see the comments that were made by Alexander Wolf, which upset the internet this week? I did not because I've been working like a dog and I just don't have time to do anything. I was thought you were going to like break into hard days night there by the Beatles. So I really yeah. did. <laughs> so Alexander Wolf, as everybody knows, was released um, as part of, I assume as part of budget cuts. Um, he had some comments to be made about Velveteen Dream, who also got the boot around the same kind of time, which I'm amazed oh, it took this long, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, Alexander Wolf comments on Velveteen Dream uh, controversy. He said, with Velveteen Dream, he was always a great character, Wolf said. I did not have a personal relationship with him, but I toured with him together and wrestled with him together. And he was always very in his character, even in the way of, hey, fans want to get autographs, but he would stay in his he would stay in his heel persona, excuse me, and was like, no, thank you, and just walked away. Just walked away like he was on stage. But also with that, this publicity is total shit. And if he really did that, 
aka the allegations that were levied against him, you have to prove it. You can't just be a guy on the internet. And there's a lot of people who just accuse somebody for the sake of getting famous. You have to go to the police. If that's something and you have the screenshots of the conversation, you have to go to the police. You have to go to a lawyer. You have to go to the court. And there's a judge and jury. Otherwise, you cannot take it seriously. In my opinion, it's always like that. You speak about the speaking out movement, which was the first time that was mentioned. You have a lot of people who got fired. But you also had a lot of people who got accused but didn't get fired because there is always an investigation. If I tell you right away you can't do your podcast anymore because you're a thief, uh, <laughs> I have to prove it, right? While Wolf later clarified that Dream should be punished if he did what he was accused of, he also said he felt sorry for Dream. He went on to criticize social media and the internet as a whole. This is his final quote. I feel sorry for the guy because if that really happened, it's horrible. And if it's true what happened, of course you should be punished for that, Wolf said. Again, if I would be that guy, I would go to the police. Even like on WWE side at the end, you cannot tell WWE what to do or not. If so, probably 50% of the roster would be gone because there's a character they didn't like or whatever. And especially because Velveteen Dream is so good in his character, pissing people off, and a lot of people would say, oh, fuck that guy. And that's the whole thing. When you got to the trial of the internet, it's like, all right, who's there? Question mark. Guys with no profile picture who text you or whatever. Um, that's the internet. The internet is full of guys who try to hurt you when you are famous, when you're an actor and you do one something stupid, even if it's, I don't know, you misspell a word, they're behind you, they mock you, they try to bring you down. Internet is almost good to become... I will say one thing just before I complete this. Um, it is slightly broken English because Alexander Wolf's English is not absolutely perfect. That's why there is a few slightly grammatical errors in here. So I apologize for that. Internet is almost good to become like a mental health patient in like a clinic. I have to rant right now because I hate the internet. I hate all of social media. Social media is probably a curse and also a good thing. You can promote stuff for free, especially when speaking as a professional wrestler. I'm a free agent. I need to use that to make commercial to get the word around. But in the end, it's a place for everybody. I can open a second account and trash everybody I've done right. I can hide behind social media. I can do something good, but I can do the opposite of it. I can spread everything, what I want to say, which comes up in a time of, I don't know, I have to rant about something. Social media is a reason I think people are divided more and more. Um, Axeman3016 on Twitter is Alexander Wolf's handle if you would like more clarification on those statements because they were a bit all over the place in terms of the broken English. Um, basically, long story short, um, social media is shit and he hates it. <laughs> Don't we all though? Any thoughts on that? Because it did ruffle a lot of feathers. I mean, I remember saying the same thing when these accusations against Dream, Dream specifically came out. If he did it, damn him! But you need to prove it first. If you know these allegations are true, yeah, he deserves everything he gets. But if it's just you know a bunch of shit, you can't just condemn them without evidence. That's the thing. And I don't care what the internet says. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care about those angry fans that listen to us that give you shit. I don't fucking care what any of you say. You are innocent until proven guilty. That is how the world works. Or at least 90% of it, assuming you don't go to other countries and say something bad in the embassy and get murdered. And, and you know, whole thing. Let's not get into that. Because uh, if you don't hear from me, I died. Yeah. Um... I understand why people would be upset by those comments um, because we live in such a hypersensitive environment now. However, um, you know, it's very, you have to be very careful. As a man who was abused um, violently and sexually when I was younger, 
it was very difficult to see it um, being accused en masse by, you know, men on women, that sort of thing, if you understand what I'm trying to get at. Um, it was very difficult to see that because I do have somewhat of a personal understanding of that, more so than probably most men do. I think there's very much an assumption within the wrestling environment that um, male wrestling fans don't know anything about this and they need to shut up and just let women speak. And I understand that, but at the same time, it is a very dangerous and very ignorant path to take to assume that men are completely invulnerable to abuse of any kind. I think that's a very, very dangerous precedent. It shouldn't be set. And I also believe it adds to the toxicity and the nature of what is male suicide and men not being allowed to express their feelings in a way that women are simply because of the way society is set up. That in no way insinuates that women have it easy in any way. They absolutely do not. And I've gone on record many times on our podcast, uh, not trying to be woke, but simply put that I believe as a man, I have far more privileges and access to an easy life than a woman ever will. And I'm very cognizant and very, um, you know, very kind of aware of those issues. And I have nothing but respect and an astonishing amount of understanding for what women have to go through every single day. Um, but Alexander Wolf does bring up a very valid point in the sense of we live in a society and if you want to live in a society where there are rules and there are justice and people are dealt with in the correct manner, then you have to accept that, you know, you have to give that process the opportunity to work. Um, otherwise, you know, where do you stop with it? As soon as somebody says that guy over there is a fucking nonce or whatever, cool, let's go and fucking shank him before the police turn up because we don't know whether they'll do the job or not. No that you can't live in a society like that. It's very dangerous. It's very damaging. And this is the problem here. Now, you know, I, I didn't personally see the voice or hear the voicemails, which I think was sent a voice note saying, I believe it was to an underage boy. I could be wrong. My apologies. These are, of course, just allegations. Um, I will say one thing. Velveteen Dream's case seemed a little bit more suspect simply because there was some evidence produced online. Whether it be doctored or not, I'm not to be able to say. But I would have thought at this point that if there was a genuine amount of merit to it, I know this sounds very naive. I would like to believe that genuinely it would have been looked at in more depth. But WWE don't have to give a shit now, do they? Because they've washed their hands with him. So it's easy for them. So he's not part of our roster anymore. So we haven't got to worry about it. But he's not the only name that was thrown out there in these allegations. And you want to hope that at least the correct system and the correct judicial system and justice has been, you know, gone through um, for whatever reason. I'm not saying that it's perfect. It absolutely needs reform in a lot of different places, particularly in, you know, much more looser countries, verbal countries and things of that nature. It's frankly a bit of a farce, but we have rules, we have laws, we have a justice system for a reason. And if we completely, you know, disband with it entirely. And bearing in mind, that's coming from a highly anti-authority individual like myself, anti-monarchy. I'm very anti-conformist. Anyone who knows me knows that. I will buck the system every possible opportunity. But even I have to sit here and say that that system is there to make sure that the correct due diligence has been made before, you know, we take things to a state of affairs without, you know, because social media is just not a platform. It's not a platform that should be fucking deciding any laws of any kind. It can be a great tool, actually, 
to benefit from finding information and things of that nature. And I'm not necessarily against that. However, it has to be done correctly. And it has to be ensured that the evidence that's brought forth is factual and evidentially correct. Because if you can't prove that, then it's a very dangerous legislation to go around. Because like you said, and unfortunately, even I've suffered from it, people can say whatever they like online and people will just take it as gospel because they just assume because it's there that it's gospel. And it's not. Nothing is gospel until proven in a court of law. Yeah, you can't just... Don't believe everything you read on the internet, guys. That's pretty much what we're saying. That's something you're Go told Stop fucking living on your phones. Stop staring at your phones all the time. I know you'll be saying, oh, you fucking hypocrites, you're on social media or whatever and all that. Yeah, we provide that as a platform for people to contact us and entertain us. And we like to think we're very transparent. One of the big reasons I love Carl so much and the reason he's constantly on this podcast is because he's very real. And I like real on my brand. I don't like fake. I don't like bullshit. That's why Carl represents this brand. And I'm very happy for him to represent it in any way he chooses fit because I know he will do it correctly and also with the intelligence and the rightful realistic manner that is deserving of somebody who's put in that position to speak to other people. Um, the fact of the matter is stop fucking taking your social media as gospel and more importantly, just for your own health, stop fucking spending so much time with it. Seriously, I've cut back so much. Um, you know, I've even gone to the extent now of creating a separate uh, Facebook profile for my wrestling persona and for wrestle plug and for all commissions and things of that nature so that my personal life can be kept even more private because frankly it's none of your fucking business um, and i would choose to share it with the people who i think are trustworthy enough and this is the problem with social media it's made people not only astonishingly comfortable with being fucking outright pieces of shit but it's also made them astonishingly comfortable with sharing their own lives winning ninny without any thought as to how it might be seen or brought back upon them in the future they're not understanding of any of the circumstances or repercussions that might meet them later down the line just for sheerly spewing their own personal content. It is astonishing what people are willing to share if you go through one of their social media platforms. Really scary. Just have a little bit of sense, a bit of common sense, guys. And as Jordan Side said on this podcast when I interviewed him, safeguarding and laws and things like that are all fantastic and very well and good, but they don't mean jack shit if people don't apply common sense wherever they go. And it's, it's so true. If you do not apply common sense to what you are doing, then no amount of paperwork, no amount of red tape is going to nullify the, you know, the outbursts and the problems that might um, pursue if you do not apply common sense and street savviness and just a general intelligence and knowledge to what you are doing and the circumstances around you. Just why it is, I'm afraid. Too bad common sense is a very rare commodity. Yeah, yeah, it is. Speaking of a lack of common sense, Brit Rest unfortunately has decided to shoot itself in the foot again this week. Um, yeah, I would have, I, I believe I've spoken to you briefly about this beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, um, I have to be very careful because the company involved has an incredibly rich history of frankly slandering and using litigation of things to silence people who have spoken the truth about them. There is a company that tours Britain, um, particularly England, um, that is well known, a wrestling company that runs shows on a regular basis. This show ran a show recently in an area of, I believe, Suffolk. And 
on that show, they had an individual by the name of Daryl Allen, who is alleged to have been an outed rapist in the speaking out allegations. He also worked with an individual called William Eva, who I actually don't know of any issues with, but I've also had good experiences with, but it's, it's very unfortunate because obviously the fact that William Eva worked with this individual shows that there could be repercussions and whatnot, or it could end up making it more difficult for them to, you know, make a living and, you know, work elsewhere. Um, I'm not slandering William Eva, but at the same time, I believe that that might have been a short-sighted approach by working with Darren Allen in that scenario but the buck really stops with the owner of this company who people will know he's very high profile he is regarded as an incredibly toxic and miserable individual um allegedly uh, he has made incredibly astonishing and frankly disgusting homophobic remarks to individuals that have been actually outed and shown their screenshots and you know again people might say they could have been doctor for whatever reason i don't personally think that's the case but these are allegations nonetheless um but what it does show is that we're not fucking learning lessons. Um, and even if we are, those are being ruined and our foresight and our intelligence to move forward and do better as a society within wrestling and outside of wrestling, people don't seem to give a shit. And that's being undermined by this fucking clown who has decided, I don't really care. I'm going to book him because I know that he'll sell money. And let's be frank, um, I've spoken to some people who are close to the company or close to individuals who work in that company. They have said to me that one of the biggest problems is nobody, their fan base is very kind of family oriented, kind of camp culture, you know, kind of, you know, half term fans, kids of things of that nature. They won't know anything about speaking out or anything to do with that. They won't know of what Daryl Allen might have been accused of allegedly and things of that nature. It's a, it leaves a really fucking bad taste in the mouth. It really does. And it fucking disturbs and angers me because, um, full disclosure, you know, a toxic piece of shit individual tried to use speaking out against me. And, you know, clearly I was quite comfortable in the situation because I knew that the evidence was there and I knew for a fact I had not done anything wrong. And, you know, this individual, frankly, you know, made a complete ass of himself. And I understand that he might have had some personal accusations or personal hatred towards me and he wanted to use that as an opportunity to try and get one over on me i understand that i'm sorry that that individual feels that need to pursue me with that level of hate and make life difficult for me and my personal family that's unfortunate um but i i take safeguarding and the responsibility and the protection of young people and all people of any age for that matter very seriously and i am now in a position where I would be working within this industry to help um, promote talent, um, provide design, commentary, things of that nature. And I work very closely with that company and I hope that I'll be afforded the opportunity to work with other companies. And I'm very transparent about who I am. I'm very outspoken. I swear, I spit, you know, I'm a bit of a gnarly beast at times, but I have never in my entire life jeopardized or compromised the safety of anyone in particular anyone of a much younger age than me and it fucking terrifies me that even after everything we went through this bullshit excuse for a company has the absolute unmitigated nerve to think it's okay to book a talent like that you are a fucking blight on the wrestling business and it is a damn shame all allegations aside that you are actually allowed to practice the art of working and fucking you know promoting in this business 
you should be ashamed of yourself and that's pretty much all i have to say about it it's unfortunate but you know allegedly or not it is a fucking disgraceful position to be in for any promotion i mean i can add a whole lot to this just because i don't know the entire story but to be this wrestling is a dirty business i think everyone knows that by now it is gritty it is disturbing it's forced people into positions or to do things that they normally wouldn't do and when you're younger you don't realize that because you're just like oh look at these big dudes and their muscles and their tassels and you know whatever they have to be wearing you're like this is cool but you get older you realize fuck like why do we watch this because there are people behind the scenes wherever this is that only care about the bottom dollar we understand you know vince only cares about money i think everyone knows that by now but i don't i don't think even he would go out of his way to you know book someone prominently if they had i mean fuck, i guess he did kind of use dream a bit but it wasn't they didn't use him as a cash cow like they, he's not a small company going man this guy might have some accusations but you know what everyone knows his name and they'll come see it that's fucked up, dude. Wrestling is shit. Yeah. Yeah, and there's um, it seems that less and less people want to uh, do things the right way in this business. And I am determined that all the opportunities that I am given and all the opportunities I'm being afforded, which I have fucking worked for, by the way, I've not just handed, been handed those opportunities. I'm determined to make sure that we have full equality um, proper orientation, proper safeguarding across the board. And I will hold every single individual individual, excuse me, accountable to that standard because that should be the standard. When we use the term standard, right, what that means is that should be the basics. That should be what is afforded, <coughs> excuse me, that is what should be afforded in general, in our business and across life. It's astonishing when people say, God, you know what? I've never hit a woman. Congratulations. That isn't an achievement. That should no. be a standard basic moral ethic that is afforded to everybody. You fucking anus. I am astonished that, you know, we, let's be fair. And what really fucking infuriates me, and I will be taking these individuals to task personally. I know for a fact that there are people who are, I would consider friends in this business who are still friends with the individual who runs that company. And you will be taking the task. And if you choose to not listen to those, that's absolutely fine. That is your choice. You will be disconnected from anything that I am involved in because I am proactive and would prefer not to be associated with people who think it's okay to work with people like that. It is astonishing that, you know, wrestling is still completely unpoliced. We haven't fucking changed a bit. Um, it's nice that there is an awareness and a lot of abusers have been removed, but the general toxicity and the lackadaisical affairs and management of the majority of wrestling companies 
still goes unchecked and a lot of that has to do with the workers and i'm honestly asking you as a worker to please do better there are individuals who you know you might have seen as well a personal friend of mine who was attacked by a wrestler on social media and accusations were thrown at her because this wrestler didn't like the idea that someone would question the completely null and void and non-existent safeguarding policy of a brand new company which frankly looked like a fucking joke it looked like trash anyway and i'm seeing more and more of these british independent promotions popping up who have never run shows before uh, that are going to be run by yahoos or you know people who are fans of the business and that's absolutely fine to a certain extent but if you're going to do it you do it fucking professionally and you do it properly or you shut the fuck up and you get out of the way and leave it to the people who know what they're doing just because you've been watching ecw tapes in your basement for the last 30 years does not mean that you are in a position to run a show and fucking have any clue as to who you should be speaking to when it comes to things like safeguarding and the fact that wrestlers themselves would genuinely go after individuals and the individual that i'm talking in question who i won't mention um, for identity's sake is a school teacher an individual who knows about safeguarding young people better than anybody else and your first port of call as a woke wrestler is to attack her because it might jeopardize a booking for you that makes you look like a piece of fucking shit. And you know who you are. Yeah, I don't need to name names and I won't do for litigation circumstances, but ultimately I'm seeing more and more of it. There's an astonishing amount of amazing wrestlers who I have the opportunity to talk to who work incredibly hard and their lives and their justified livelihood should not be jeopardized by your stupid ignorance because you are much more comfortable taking a booking than you are calling out a company for using who what might be a potential rapist. Get your fucking morals, your ethics and your act together. If you don't like the truth, don't fucking listen, you cretins. Fuck me, that's got heavy. I just, I just, it, I'm it, sick and tired. It needs of it. to be said. That's the thing, though. It needs to be said because no one else will. else will. Nobody else will fucking say it because they're all terrified that it will take away their bookings. I'm in a position where it doesn't affect me that much. So maybe I'm lucky in that respect. But it's disgraceful. It's fucking disgraceful. And, you know, it's even worse when, as an individual, I've had to sit there and, you know, watch people try and denigrate my name simply because they don't like the fact that I'm outspoken and truthful. I am not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not the loveliest human being on earth, but I afford opportunities to people and I do it in a safe, morally and ethically correct environment. And there is nobody who can question that. And I just don't understand how someone like me who runs a pokey little independent podcast can do that. But people who have access to money and opportunity and contacts can't do the same. Get your fucking shit together, you absolute yahoos. Uh, Impact was good this week, wasn't it? Um, it was, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk, uh, do you know what? I just want to talk about how happy I am for Josh Alexander. Who, by the way, if everyone worked with and behaved in the professionalism that Josh Alexander did, my God, this industry would thrive like no other. Um, him and TJP had an incredibly historic Ironman match. And even though I've reviewed it for the YouTube and I've reviewed Impact this week as well, in a three-minute review, which actually just dropped um, a few hours before. So when you listen to this, you can go to our YouTube channel and check it. I just wanted to repeat what I said. Um, thank you so much to TJP and Josh Alexander for going out of their way and providing an historic Ironman match. It's got to the point now where I'm thinking I might actually just rank all the famous Ironman matches for our YouTube channel based solely on my passion for that match. It was astonishing. It was fantastic. And it was also a reminder that the true main eventers of Impact Wrestling have nothing to do with the Yahoos down the road in Florida. 
Absolutely fantastic. And full credit to Scott Demore, who seems to be running an incredibly effective ship over at Impact Wrestling. Yeah, both him and uh, Don Callis seem to be. I know people might hear Don Callis go, he's like Al Omega, right? He's so much more than that. Like, educate yourselves a little bit, please. Yeah, I mean, Don Callis, for me, there have been allegations levied against him, which I frankly think were kind of swept under the rug. Uh, I don't know whether they're true or not, but I will say that they should be remembered. And I don't think it's fair that people kind of ignore those simply because he doesn't work for the Big E. I think uh, everybody should be held accountable. That being said, from a professional standpoint, there is no denying what Don Callis has done in terms of uh, his effectiveness. But the reason I talk about Scott Demore so much is because he has been so so good as an on-screen presence as well. He's the best on-screen GM in all of wrestling. And second behind him is Adam Pearce. And I don't give a shit what people say. Adam Pearce has worked his bollocks off. And he's also a, such an amazing representation of a company that, frankly, has a lot of things wrong with it. So for Adam Pearce to be front and centre the way he is and to be that great company guy and show himself in such a great light, it's actually really impressive. And I think Adam Pearce does a great job every week. And everybody shits on him. But I'd much rather listen to him every week than ever have to listen to a 20-minute soliloquy from Stephanie McMahon again. But that's not the point. Impact Wrestling. Go and fucking watch it. Stop acting like all these woke soldiers all the time. WWE is scum. I can't believe it. Oh, why do I waste my time watching it? Well, then don't. Go and watch Impact Wrestling where people work fucking hard. Josh Alexander should be... He is easily, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world right now. He is. He Kenny Omega isn't even close. He's not even in my top 10, frankly, and it's a joke that people would honestly have the nerve to put him even in the same bracket as Josh Alexander. And Josh Alexander does all of that and does all of the same things that Kenny Omega does in terms of work great and presentation, and he has far better matches. He's a far better wrestler. He's even a better promo. Yeah, I said that. And yet, he doesn't get nearly as much love because fans are fickle and stupid and still want to associate Impact Wrestling with TNA when it had Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. And that is just simply not the case. Go and watch it. It's available for free. I believe Impact are actually making it available for free via their YouTube channel and their social media. You would be very fucking stupid not to go and watch what would no doubt be the match of the year. And, um, and another thing as well, just briefly, while I'm on my high horse, TJP. So let's give that guy a bit of love. What a wrestler. I know he can be arrogant to some people. It's never wronged me personally. I think he's a, a wonderful, wonderful wrestler. And wherever he goes and you think, oh, well, he's done as a two or five live guy. He's got nothing left to offer. Still can pull on a match of this caliber. What an astonishing athlete he is. And seeing him and Josh Alexander embrace after that match was such a cool fucking moment. And actually seeing the fire in Josh's eyes when he held up the X-Division Championship and he said to Scott Demore, because you know that that was real. You know that that wasn't just a scripted thing when he says, this is the standard bearer of this company. And all the time that your heavyweight title is around the belt of another guy, this is the standard for this company. And this is the heavyweight title of this company. That X-Division Championship means so much more than the Impact Heavyweight Championship will ever mean. And it always has done. And if you don't believe me, Go back and look at the list of people who have won it in the past. Enough said, really. It's a verified Hall of Fame list. I love seeing Scott Demore and Josh Alexander together. Like I, I think I told you one time, I was at the Destiny show where Demore gave Josh his first contract, and we all lost our fucking minds. Like, I'm so excited and blessed to have met him on numerous occasions. The epitome of professionalism and courtesy to his fans like he's an unreal guy like i there is not enough time in the world for me to say enough nice things about josh alexander 
Yeah. I, I love Josh Alexander. And not just because he came on my podcast. Don't get me wrong. That's fucking cool. You know, that will always be one of the highlights of my life, having the opportunity to sit down on Valentine's Day, no less, and speak to Josh Alexander. You know, a man who has, but you know, and I said this to him on a podcast. I didn't hide away from it. I said, the fact that you can be the person you are and do what you do for this business and yet still also be an incredible father and an incredible husband, that's an astonishing achievement. I don't think people understand the work rate and the ethics and the moral values that it takes to be on that kind of mountain and not make mistakes and not ever bring anyone into disrepute with you. Man, there is so, there is a special place afforded to him. And I just hope that if he doesn't get the opportunity to work long-term for an AEW or a WWE, that when it's all said and done, he is remembered as one of the all-time greatest wrestlers. Because genuinely, if he continues this path, and I have no reason to think that he won't, I genuinely believe he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. And also amazing that there was that little shout out to Bret Hart and HBK and WrestleMania 12 with a sudden death and stuff like that. That stuff doesn't go over my head. I know how important Bret Hart and proper wrestling history is to Canadians everywhere and particularly Josh Alexander and the fact that they did that nod. They felt like the modern day Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels watching that and you know TJP in many ways does mimic a lot of what Shawn Michaels was about you know that slightly arrogant streak and all that obviously he's not nearly as much of a bitch when he wrestles heavyweight wrestlers (laughs) which is a good thing um but yeah I I see a lot of bullshit thrown at TJP a lot of times and people making shitty snide remarks about him with absolutely no um evidence to back it up or whatever but from what I've seen he's just a consummate professional who works fucking hard and he has a right to be slightly cocky because he works goddamn hard at what he does more than anyone else on earth. Those are two of the hardest working and best performing wrestlers that we have ever seen in this modern generation. But we're all too, you know, obsessed with old Elton John and his cosplay and his jazz hands fucking performances. I've, I've, I grow tired of it. I really do. Pay attention to these people. They deserve your love. If you don't watch that Iron Man match, you're not worth your salt as a wrestling fan as far as I'm concerned. Don't care. Not shifting off of that position. Um, Anything you want to add about that, mate? No, just I've been I've I've been pushing for people to watch Impact for almost as long as you've allowed me the pleasure of being on this show because it's been good. It's arguably, like you've said already, Sacadoli to NXT and consistently good shows. So you might not be worth yourself as a wrestling fan if you don't watch that Iron Man match, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice as a wrestling fan if you don't watch Impact every week. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Uh, in terms of news, is there anything you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up, mate? I don't think so. I mean, I think Impact had like a vignette of Steve Cutler. I think that's the one that's going to be... I, mean, I think that's a great pick for him. Yeah, it's good for him. I think that's fantastic. He's um, a lot of people see him as a modern day Bobby Eaton. And if you've ever seen Bobby Eaton work, that is quite a compliment. And that comes from guys like FTR. Um, I think he's perfect on impact because he's not a big shining, shiny star, is he? He's very much a hard grafting workhorse. Somewhere like Ring of Honor impact would have been perfect for him. And it is great to see a guy like him land 
at that kind of area. And you never know as well. You know, I, I believe that he was um, part of a tag team with Murphy for a little while. Yeah, with um, Alexa Bliss way back in the day. Yeah, there's no reason why Buddy Murphy couldn't go to Impact and bolster that tag team division as well, or even stand out on his own as an independent wrestler. I'd really like to see Buddy Murphy return to the Australian independent circuit for a little while, help build that because they've got something really good going on. He'd also be magnificent in the best of Super Juniors for NJPW. I think oh, Buddy Murphy boy. is... Perfect for that. Him, Leo Rush, TJP, um, Chris Bay. There's some talent there. There's some real talent. Um, yeah, very, very, very cool. Also, something I didn't mention actually during an Ironman match at the end, all the roster came out and stood at ringside to kind of G up the match and get it to the finish that it deserved. Loved it. Loved every second of it. And it was very cool as well to see Peter Williams in um, you know, Josh's corner kind of representing because he had a Fala bar in the other corner, which is the weirdest thing ever. But I know they're attacking. I love Fala bar. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. He, he brings joy, Fala bar. Fala bar is Impact's Otis. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream tag team, Otis and Fala bar. Um, I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if Otis gets released soon. The way they're going would not surprise me at all. Um, but yeah. No, uh, plenty of news. A lot of it is ferocious, but we cover all of it and we try and cover it honestly. Carl Wilkinson, thank you for joining me at the State of Wrestling Address. Uh, pleasure as always, my friend. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, if you are listening to this and you want to catch some of the best bits on YouTube, you can. And if you want to catch some three-minute reviews, uh, if you want to catch some fantastic watch-alongs, me and Carl Wilkinson have been banging them out at a pretty ferocious rate as well. Uh, if you want to check out what CWP is all about so you can have a look at my new employers and what they offer in terms of British wrestling, and of course, they are a completely non-profit organization, please don't hesitate to check out our YouTube channel. It's all on there. And of course, you can go through the backlog, which is fantastic. Um, for WrestlePlug, there are 520 episodes. I believe this is 521. Um, so many great interviews. You know, even our last podcast with Carl Atlas, a proper, proper, fantastic, high-quality British independent wrestler who, for some reason, may not necessarily get the credit he deserves. There is so much coming as well in terms of interviews. I have been working around the clock and talking to a lot of amazing people. There's a lot more to come from WrestlePlug. And, um, yeah, we're just going to keep grafting. Hopefully, you guys can join us, be entertained, and hopefully this podcast has afforded you an opportunity to... You know, maybe uh, while away the hours or kind of relay the boredom a little bit and delay everything um, and the inevitable nonsense that is the working week. From myself, Aaron Nix, and from Carl Wilkinson, thank you very much for listening slash watching and we'll catch you very soon for more content from the Russell plug. Nobody can see it, but we should do the salute anyway. Ew. Ooh! Ooh, yeah, here comes the pain. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam.